This is the Becoming Truth podcast with Conscious Channel Jean Christian. Words of inspirational guidance for an awakening humanity. The Search for Freedom Altering Mental States Through Substances Today I'm exploring our relationship to substances such as alcohol and the many drugs that alter our mental, emotional states. As with all these episodes, the intention of learning is to bring greater consciousness into our lives. The introductory line, the search for freedom, to take that one moment further, what if our attraction to mind-altering substances is but a searching for peace and freedom? The human being longs for itself. There is a river wide and deep running through the center of the human being, ever pulling, ever calling, forward, ever calling into evolution. Towards this great vast sea, perhaps the most familiar space, this enjoined place of unity and stillness, some imagined dream perhaps of home, the ultimate heaven. Perhaps that great sea that this river is pulling towards is what is meant in the hearts and souls of those that use the word concept, heaven. That promised space, land of milk and honey, place of plenty and peace, where the streets are paved with gold, where everyone that you have ever loved that has passed is waiting. This ever-moving river that flows through the spirit is taking us somewhere. It's what we're made of. It's why we reach out for anything. Why we seek wealth and glitter, shiny things. Why we look for ever greater feasts and comforts pleasures, journeys, is why we reach to build the highest cathedrals imaginable or the tallest buildings. We try to create a lifestyle of ease, efficiency, continuing to develop our material world, our scientific understanding, our intelligence, our artistry and our music, 
The human being is a very living river, ever moving, ever beautifying itself, ever destroying itself along the way. It is to this yearning that we speak to today in the theme of alcohol and mind-altering, conscious-changing drugs, which have been alongside of human evolution forever so very long. They have been found and used, they've been ceremonialized, they've been abused, they've been used for right, for wrong, for up, for down, for time immemorial eras of relationship to these substances. It is a study of depth to study the ceremonial use of plants and drugs to alter consciousness so significantly. And it is all in this very subject. It's all the same umbrella and the same commentary that you will be hearing today. The human being longs for itself. What does that mean? The human being longs for freedom and longs for peace. It longs for that rest, that absolute state of fulfillment and completion. And it holds as almost an impossible image that that means being on the top. That means being in the light with the highest vantage point possible, the most power the ending of hunger and of sorrow, the most accompanied, the most loved, the most glorified, the most beautiful. Many translations of what this yearning really means. We glorify people. We glorify the wealthy, the famous, the beautiful. Look at all our magazines in the grocery lineup. Look at how much effort is put into glorifying wealth and fame. Those that apparently have everything and plenty, whose names are spoken of all around the world for their skill, their, their beauty, their accomplishments. What are we doing? This is another translation of that same yearning and that same calling. We live through others and we live in a somewhat defeated state that that dream must live over there in that person not in myself 
don't we all wish we had some of that beauty? That trim waist, those beautiful clothes, that fame, and that life of wealth? How many people stand in lottery lines hoping for that several million? What are we doing? This river is an ever-beating, strong and powerful current that never stops moving and never stops carrying us with it. Even those that have drifted off to the edge, those that are homeless, that are doing nothing with their life, that apparently care nothing for that evolution, developing themselves in any way, they're still called. The river flows through anyone that breathes, anyone who looks out of their eyes and sees this world. Anyone who can say, I am, is in that river. And the framework of this understanding is that everywhere we are, everywhere we look, we see the same yearning. The yearning for peace, the yearning for love, the yearning for plenty, for fulfillment, for power, to be recognized, to be glorified, to be utterly safe from poverty. That ocean, that heaven, where there's no anxiety and no fear, no starvation, no killing, no racism, Just imagine what racism feels like. Imagine how it feels to be so rejected, not just in your person, but by your very race, your very culture. Just imagine the hopelessness. Imagine how hard it is to hold that hope and that dream when you're already a failure from the start, just because you're black or because you're native. And yet that same river, exact same river, is flowing in everyone equally, against all odds. So where is this going? Where does substance, use, and abuse come in? Everyone is reaching to further their being towards contentment, peace, silence, silence from anguish, perhaps. Everyone is trying to rest, Feel happy, feel good. And those that are working against great odds, 
those that have been traumatized, those that hold process within them that is so buried into their unconsciousness, and that hold perhaps a sense of defeat and failure, either grossly so, because they have so experienced it, or subtly so, because it's a memory in their deep soul from lives before. These are the ones that will turn to the easiest ways to come into that place where life feels amazing and wonderful, where they feel valid, where they feel some power, some self-belief, where they can silence the ever-biting anguish on their heart and mind and soul, where they can step away from the continual sense of failure and defeat. These are the ones that will turn towards these substances. They will turn aside and they will find that ease, that place, that heaven. They'll find that answer. They'll find a freedom, a momentary and beautiful freedom. So is that wrong? And is that substance even in existence for that reason, perhaps? How is this yearning, this river, really meant to be addressed? especially by those that carry so much defeat or so much unconsciousness within them. There is an exploration to go further with to examine many of these substances and what they actually do in the energy field, in the brain, in the emotional system of the person. There is much to respect, much to understand in clear light how these very substances can be an aid, an assist, how they can be so destructive, and how they can actually slow the journey. They can actually dam the river, cause it to move out sideways, destroy more of the landscape of their path. In other words, these substances are not just black and white, all right, all wrong. Some of them, if used consciously, carefully, can lead us into the very center of the river's current and take us even swifter towards a truly learned place of fulfillment and wholeness and consciousness. We'll put that word to it and we'll get back to that word, consciousness, again. And again, many of these substances rather take the person into an eddy, a sluggish standstill. They slow the very journey down, whereas the true fulfillment is nowhere near. It's an imagined little dream, 
as one is circling in the eddy, a momentary dream. Whereas so much life passed by, so much development passed by. And those that continually maintain themselves in this backwater eddy can begin to deflect their very own stream of evolution, can begin to go backwards, flood and bring stillness to that river's current, destroying their inner landscape, creating a karmic debt inside. They can go in so many ways. But the most succinct answer to that question on how to address substances that are in this world that alter consciousness so that they are used, if at all, correctly is to say that the truest and only absolute fulfillment, the absolute contentment, and that state of inner shining, of peace, is only developed in ways that create no destruction in oneself or in others. Whether that is the use of a substance, a practice, a ritual, if it creates no destruction in the self, in the body, or in anyone else, that is the only and the truest way to attain the answer to this search for freedom. To attain that state of freedom that is real, not a little dream, not a temporary moment, not the immersion in a movie for an hour or two and then you're back out on the street amongst all the bottles and cans, the cold rain and the despair. To understand that this search for freedom is real It is an aspect of the very soul's evolution. The calling, the clarion call into all people, all hearts, all souls, calling them forward. Just like the salmon, every one of them is called back to its birthplace, its source. Just like that. We're an enormous world of salmon being called irrevocably by our very own chemistry and nature, our own genetics and our own source. We're called. It is why we exist, why we yearn for birth, why we yearn to walk, to live, to dance, 
It's built in into the very first building block of our genetic form, this call into a fulfillment and into a full flowering, a full consciousness of what we are, who we are, the state of equanimity and peace, the stillness of the absolute, the most beautiful space of awareness and attainment, such as creates the shining, the halo, the angelic. What are all these images that we've been carrying around for thousands of years? The beatific, the beautiful shining, the one who seems to stand separate and be so full of a a peace, a happiness, a very high state of love. That's who we are. That's what we're called to be. And everything that we do along the way either speeds that, is directly choosing into the middle of the current, or is a mimic. And sometimes a mimic that is a true detour, if not a trap. Those, shall we look at this one, the opium, the magical, incredible gift of the opium. the most dangerous, powerful, beautiful gift from the plant world. What is the state of that drug that is created by that drug? It is the freedom absolute where the body is no longer an entrapment The body is no longer in the awareness. There is a flight, a soaring flight into expansiveness and light, into a sense that one is part of everything. The human self drops away like an old coat. The human emotional entrapment, the pain, the anguish, the insecurities the and on and on drops away like a straitjacket falling off the opiate state is bliss the chemically induced bliss what's happening there why can't we just stay there what's wrong with staying in that bliss through the drug of opium back to that premise that any action taken that creates any destruction to the body, to the self, or to others is not the true freedom and not the true bliss. If bliss is being induced through the chemistry in the brain, then it is forever dependent on that outside substance for that chemistry.
That isn't the true bliss. The value of that experience can be to show. The ceremonial use of a drug can be to show forward, to remind and deeply inform a sleeping spirit of what it means to be awake. But the true awakeness, then, is to induce through one's actions and knowledge and practices that very same chemistry by their own inherent readiness and learning. And what we are saying here is that that chemistry is all available within the brain. That chemistry for bliss is all available there. And yet it has the most interesting little locks and keys where there needs to be certain development in the nervous system, in the consciousness before those locks undo and that chemistry is released. There are guardians. Guardians where there needs to be conscious development and a learned state before that chemistry is opened up and this brain can experience a sustained sense of bliss by its own actions. And this fairly well sums up what all these substances are doing in their own simple crude ways such as alcohol which just brings a slowing sleepiness into this emotional being. It numbs the emotions. It slows the active beating mind that wants to worry and fear. It brings enough of a slowed wavelength into the body and into the being that they can rest more easily in the very moment they're in. It can remove some of the clutter and the debris in the emotional mental self and let one relax and settle into the now, the present. But again, it's a temporary movie. And you're back on the street. To be reminded through these medicines the medicines of the very highly refined drugs that create the bliss state and the freedom of the consciousness lifting away from this confined self into sensing into the world, the earth, all beings, removing the boundaries that are illusions anyway. There's a very respected use of these medicines and they aren't made for nothing they don't grow there those little mushrooms for nothing they grow as our helpers they're there to help us stiff-necked thick-walled human beings out of our shells and out of our entrapments but just as tricky are they like the crow like the ravens they are tricky Those little people 
those medicines are tricky. They can usher us into who we are, but then they scamper off and leave. Can we stay there? Can we sustain who we are? Now that we've been brought into the landscape of who we really are and what our capabilities are, can we stay there? Or do we come out of that and we fall further down into our unconsciousness and weariness and despair and patterns? This is how addiction begins. The only way to meet that yearning and the only way to feel that freedom is through these substances. For all of us, not just those that perhaps are struggling very greatly, but all of us, we need to realize that our yearning is real, that the freedom is real that we yearn for, that we are actually yearning for ourselves. We're yearning to be who we most are. That we are meant to be high. We're meant to be stoned. We're meant to be liberated. We're meant to be incredible. And we're meant to feel incredible. Our very chemistry genetically is shaped for that. We have all the drugs, all the chemistry in our very own system that could create that high, that stoned place, and that flight. For everybody to know that. That that is who we are meant to be as liberated, freed souls. We're not meant to be sufferers and bound, bonded to pain. We're not meant to hate ourselves and be defeated. We're not meant to feel judged and put down and rejected. We're not meant to identify ourselves as failures. We are meant to surpass that, and we are meant to reach through that. And we are meant to choose past that and not believe it, no matter what we've been told or how we're being treated. That is sideways belief. Are you believing the person beside you? The person beside you who doesn't believe in themselves? Are you believing the people that have impacted you as you were a child that had no awareness of where this river is taking them? That are not free themselves and that don't even consider how to become free? That is sideways belief. You're believing from the side. You need to believe forward and be awake to what this human being as a whole really is and what they're really here for. They're here for that freedom. They're here to learn it. The earth is here to help us. The little people, the little medicines, the little mushrooms, 
the peyotes, the ayahuascas. These are medicines to help show us, open us into this absolute intensity of consciousness. But they're not meant to be depended on. Anything from the outside that becomes a dependency becomes destructive and goes against this principle. The principle that if it creates destruction to the self, the body, the emotions, or to anyone else, it isn't the way. Medicine is medicine. Medicine isn't food. Medicine is medicine. It is to be used to assist the body, the spirit, the mind, into a place of freedom and healing and repose and health, and then stopped. Then it is to be maintained and learned, and learned how to be created in and of itself. If one could see substances of any type as medicine, and medicine only, not as mainstream food, not as dependencies, then that is the right use of these substances that are given to us by the very earth, by the very material plane that we exist in and of. The same chemistry that can be created in the stills of our mind, in the factories of our own brain. We can create any of these drug states. We can create any of these relaxation states through the incredible capacity of our very humanness. It is a most amazing humanness and a most amazing creation that we are capable of. Understanding substances then as little windows, as medicines, as little helpers, as ways to break our patterns and our bondage and our locked states to move us further into the current of the river, taking us to that ocean, that heavenly place, that land of light. Having respect for how we use these things, if we use them at all. And being wary of if we use them and get caught in an eddy because we feel no belief in ourselves and we have no energy or understanding of who we really are or perhaps don't even care to know. If we see what we're doing creating any destruction to our health or to our families or to our spirit, know that we are using the gift wrong. This is no longer medicine now. This is poison. Did you know that anything you put into your system, even the healthiest apparent food can become poison if it's used to an extreme. 
can create destruction if it's used to an extreme. We end this discussion with again the reminder the human being longs for itself. It longs for flight. It longs for the beauty to exist within it and to be made of it, feel it and know it. It longs to live on that journey to beautiful places. And to feel that freedom and that joy. And this is what's behind every single thing that is being done. All the power grabs, all the confusions, all the pain. It is what is this invisible pushing in the very current of the river. Let's find ways to get into the center of the river. Creative ways to enter into that current and be carried into what we're really capable of. Let's believe that we can be high that we can be filled with that sense of power and beauty and love. Because that's what we are meant to be. And that's what we are genetically printed to become.